Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast, January 10th. If you all missed, pardon me, if you all missed the Fightful MMA Podcast yesterday with Elias Theodoro of the UFC, or yesterday's with James Lynch uh, talking to Showdown Joe, go check those out. We have added daily MMA podcasts as well. Uh, tomorrow mornings, Sean Pearson. I will be on with Joe Thursday. I'll also be on uh, with, I think, Jimmy Van tomorrow afternoon uh, for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast. But tonight, I am joined by Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, are you excited for FightfulMMA.com? I'm, I'm fascinated by this brand split you got going. Now, will you have like a yeah. draft of like talent and stuff? I mean, is Alex, well, we Alex going to be like possibly traded over to the MMA brand or something to that? Oh, effect? no, he, he, can't, he can't stand MMA. Like, I am the undertaker. I go where I want. <laughs> is this going to be – do we have enough uh, business to, to justify this expansion? I hope so. But listen, the MMA side may want Matt Riddle. Okay. You never know. Okay. Fun fact. Fun fact. Uh, Fightful.com contracted podcasters have only one loss in, I think, 14 UFC fights <laughs> since 2012. I am responsible for zero of them. Hashtag undefeated. J- just don't be the Stephanie of one brand. That's all I ask. I heard that. Yeah, I heard. Maybe Al- I will be. I heard Alex yesterday tried to broker some way of switching off to SmackDown and. Nah, uh-uh. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I told him I was like, you know, maybe we can get you on SmackDown. He was like, that would, he was like, that would be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it would. The thing is, Alex has to cover Raw too. <laughs> like that was that's what I brought him originally in for was to cover Raw, and he does it so well that when we got him the associate editor thing, we were like, well, you still got to do that in the pay per views. Sorry. Actually, I'll, I'll give him something to look forward to. He can he can have the go home SmackDown because I think I'll be on a plane that night uh, for, hey, for, for, for WrestleMania because I'll 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 do the Monday go home Raw and he can do SmackDown. there we go and it looks like we may have you for the uh, post NXT show yes correct yeah you should nice looking forward to that guys as all of course we got podcasts doing we we have more podcasts than anybody. Just I'll just say that. FightfulMMA.com coming soon. FightfulWrestling.com coming soon. You'll still be able to find everything at Fightful.com. Uh, also, you can see right down here, follow at FightfulWrestle, at FightfulMMA, and at FightfulOnline. Uh, that way, I know some of you don't like the MMA tweets or don't like the wrestling tweets. You get your choice. You can get just wrestling, just MMA, or all of them. 
the hell's the matter? What the hell's the matter? We had SmackDown. What did you think of the show, Jeff? I thought it was okay. I didn't. I, I think it was a little bit of a step back from the previous weeks. I, it feels like they put so much effort into Raw that they kind of forgot about SmackDown tonight and kind of cobbled something together. I, I think. Gee, you think the, they put a lot of effort into Raw? I thought Raw sucked. I didn't think Raw was very good, but I think they put all their attention towards it. Man, that show was horrible. There, there were some things that bugged me about this SmackDown. To be quite honest with you, I, I, you know what bugged me about Raw? Everything. It existed. Jeez, oh, yeah, no, every, everything about Raw was pretty bad. I, I thought it seemed like their their solution for the college football championship was going to be more Stephanie. Oh boy! <laughs> so we had this SmackDown. We start off with an Ambrose Asylum, where uh, Miz eventually comes out and threatens legal action, which I believe you predicted. I did. You did. Although I love, I loved the reveal of the Miz participation trophy for Miz. I thought that yeah, was wasn't good. that wonderful? that was fantastic. That was great. He really is maybe the second most decorated wrestler in WWE right now, behind Chris Jericho, who just won the U.S. title for the first time. Yeah. But now he let's see. Uh, Apollo Cruz, Dean Ambrose, The Miz—they are in elite company right now as participation award winners. <laughs> Did Apollo Crews get one? Yeah, he got one on a SmackDown Fallout. Oh, okay. I, I don't watch a lot of the Fallouts unless they're they're like exemplary. So okay, cool. <laughs> well, that one seems that one seems pretty important now, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, now I gotta go back and look for it. So yeah, yeah. By the way, we're having some tech errors on the site on Fightful.com, guys. You may have seen that the the red page that'll come up, but uh, that'll get fixed. Don't know what's up with that. It'll be repaired. Also, the uh, Elias Theodoro podcast, we're doing. Uh, we're not doing an audio version of that. It's just going up a video this week hmm. because uh, there were some tech issues. Uh, Elias was traveling. In the future, those will be available via audio. I'll ask you a technical. Uh, I'll ask you a technical question while you're plugging everything. Are the uh, podcast feeds going to be split between wrestling and MMA, or is it still know. one feed? I think it's going to be one feed. Okay, I think it'll be one feed. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and, of course, YouTube as well, guys. Now, moving forward, uh, in the future, most of the shows with Elias, with Sean Pearson, with Shane Helms, with Matt Riddle, those will be uh, members only. Now, it's a free website. You never have to pay a dime. Go there, Fightful.com. Register absolutely free. You get early access to those shows like four or five days ahead of time. Check it out. We had, uh, oh yeah, by the way, Miz and Ambrose both entered the Royal Rumble. This Royal Rumble is getting pretty stacked early on. Yeah. Jeff. And, and I think it possibly has the most intrigue of any Rumble since possibly 92 even. I, I would say that. I would say that. Um, last year they had the good hook of Reigns defending his title, but people kind of saw what was coming. Right. Right now, there is no clear path. No. There's about well, well. There's, I mean, it's not like all thirty of the participants can win this, but there's more than usual. Usually, you mm-hmm. get down to about 
three or four guys. There's about six guys that could win this thing and they could just plug into a main event story right now. So, I mean, and, and you know what? That even includes Triple H somehow appearing mm. and winning this thing. Well, my hope is it's not a situation, even if, if it is six people, where they ended up like, like Roman Reigns against Kane and Big Show. Where... <laughs> and I was told that Vince was like, people will buy it. They won't know. They'll okay. love it. They'll love it. Big guys. Yeah. Nikki and Natalia Brawl, they were supposed to have a match. Well, in commentary, they say that these two were best friends. When? You know, I, I think that's that's a total bell or not total bells, but total diva story. I I actually kind of liked this segment quite a bit. I, I liked them. Oh, I, I like. I think the they potatoed the crap out of best each, friends. They potatoed the crap out of each other during this thing too. But uh, you know, I like I like the fight feel. I thought that was kind of a, a cool little. Uh, Cool little throwback type of thing. I it mean, it's a good brawl. It, it's nice to have a pull apart brawl where it's not just the main main stars, but it's people further down the card. So you know that gives that program a little bit of juice to it. I liked it. Yeah, I, I did like it. And Natalia stood tall for once. She did a sharpshooter outside the ring. I saw a lot of comments that were like, "Oh, do submissions hurt more outside the ring?" No, that's just where she happened to be, dumbasses. Like, I think that's a callback to the page thing where where I think Michael Michael Cole made that big deal about her putting putting the move on the table so it hurts more. Where she wasn't touching the table. Right. We had Dolph Ziggler backstage with Dasha Fuentes. She screwed up again. This was bad. This transition was bad. It's like she went from and and, da, 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 and now speaking of which, it's she like said, it has nothing to said, do with it. I don't even think she said speaking of which. I think she just said, which, I'm here with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I, okay, what is it? What is the over, is the, here, here's a poll for you, for your Twitter handle. Does Dasha Fuentes make it through WrestleMania? Oh, I man. don't think she does. I don't think she I was, does. Didn't they pull her, what was it she debuted on? NXT. And they pulled, and she they pulled her immediately because she fucked up a bunch. Oh no no no! She was on a Raw that they 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 pulled her from. I think they put her on the SmackDown, right? There was something. I'm, I'm there remember. was something that she did live. I feel like it was a big. Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna find this. It might have been a takeover. She might have been doing a takeover. I think possibly. I think it was. I think it was. Um, either way, uh, she she's been screwing up a lot. Get ready, Andrea Demarco. Your call's coming, or Kathy Kelly. Yeah, one of the two. It was Kathy Kelly that messed up a bunch. Sorry. Yeah. Kathy Kelly did some backstage stuff and she screwed up a lot. They put her on these tape social WWE, media not, these tape yeah. social media deals. That's who it was. My apologies to Dasha Fuentes. She waited much longer to screw up repeatedly. <laughs> uh Dolph Ziggler doesn't talk at all. So Okay. He faced Kalisto. He switched up his in-ring style. I like that. He went more towards his amateur background. He had some nice, like, scummy offensive maneuvers, but Kalisto surprised him with a win. Yeah, I didn't. I They're going to give him a losing streak gimmick again, aren't they? They went from him being a loser, loser face to a loser heel. As soon like, as they turned. The I thought yeah. it was supposed to be the catalyst to change that. Exactly. It's like, at least give him one clean win before you F it up. I mean, come on. Now, and what was the what was the point of Kalisto beating him if Dolph is just going to turn around and beat the living shit out of him with a chair, which Baron Corbin did earlier? 
as well. So it's it's it, it's not it it gotta save that heat for Kalisto. It feels like it hasn't been planned out. I, I would be shocked yeah. if that were the case, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Apollo Cruz comes out. He gets mollywopped with the chair too. That's a great <laughs> word. That is a gr- mollywopped. Yeah, he did. He got just Crooklyn stomped with that chair. <laughs> like they just, it was an ass whipping of epic proportions. We're like that's, that was cool. And that's this is Dolph Ziggler's babyface turn. Oh, shoot. You give me an Apollo Ziggler seven-minute match where they're just going all out. I'll take that on. I'll take that on. I'll watch it. I'll watch that. I will. I will, too. I'd say both of the all three of these guys are in the Rumble, especially with Kalisto getting all this this heat off of this. I have not heard a person make a damn peep for him in months. He wasn't around for months. (laughs) It's part of my vernacular. Jeff. I love it. I, I'm stealing it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> try, Come on now. Try and find to use it in everyday diction. Come on now. I like to space it out. You got to make it mean something. SmackDown Tag Team Championships. American Alpha defeated the Wyatt family. American Alpha did a backstage promo, and I don't think it was like bad. Oh, it's just, okay. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, it was well in comparison to I thought if, I, I, in fact I tweeted to the point that the guy who wrote it should be fired. I, I what is really? so hard? What is so hard? Oh, they came off as arrogant douchebags. Even though they they made a point to say we're not being cocky, we're being confident. I'm like Yeah, that was my problem with it. They should have been like we are being cocky. We are douchebags. I got to disagree somewhat. I mean, this is the one team right now on this roster where if you were going to do a throwback, white meat, baby face, hey, we're just here for the fans and stuff, this is the one you need to do it to be sincere. This is the one. And they can't do it because Vince has this hang-up about manliness and stuff where everybody has to be tough guys. And you're just like, look, this is the Well, this is – they are. Don't get me wrong. I like them a lot. It's just this is the – you need to get them – you need to get the crowd on their side, and this isn't going to get the crowd on their side necessarily. But the whole, the way they do babyface promos now, this the 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 shucks promo basically goes to guys like the hype bros, unfortunately. And th- this is a team that you could do that with, and they'd become vastly more popular than they are now, in my opinion. I I don't know what you think about that. I thought this promo was. I don't. Kind of I don't cool. disagree with that at all. I I I do agree with that, but. I think that they could pull off the so good, that, and they know it and the as other, well because they're that talented. And the other, pro- yeah, they are that talented. And in the, and but in this promo, to me, only one guy was exuding charisma too, which is an yeah. issue. WWE used a really weird entrance angle for American Alpha that really showed how much smaller the arenas they are in now. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, okay, well, we see how terrible this is also otunga is terrible on commentary when he and jbl are having this back and forth and he goes no jbl trust me these guys know what they're doing i'm like would you shut the hell up (laughs) yeah it was even even so much as the little things as as those two coming to the ring which was interesting because chad's slapping the hands of fans and and jason just looks disinterested it was very the whole package came off a bit clunky. I like ironic the since this tag team saved Jason Jordan's career. Yeah. 
I'd maybe be a little more into it. Um, I don't know the last person I've seen have this kind of chemistry with Bray Wyatt in the ring is Gable. I really liked their interaction. I thought that was fun to watch, and I was like, oh, wait. That, that I'm spot enjoying where he watching does the, Bray Wyatt in the ring. When he does the full-speed cross-body where they both just slam into each other, I thought he almost killed Chad Gable on that one. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I mean that's always an awesome spot, but a guy – that's with the size difference. It makes it even more of an impact. And you're just like, wow. This was, I thought it was an interesting, pretty good match overall. It teased ascension with the Wyatt family. Uh, Jordan sold uh, for a while, which you don't often see in the, in these American alpha matches. what do you think about the match? I, I, you know what, I, for what it was, it was great. I didn't understand. <laughs> the end so much but i liked uh i thought randy orton's slingshot suplex was very impressive especially given that they use ropes and not cables and you get that height the height he got on that thing was 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 pretty darn uh impressive and yeah i liked the story they told at the end a bit um with uh with God, i forgot his name harper super kicking bray yes thank what you. a sell yeah that yeah, cell that, was great. He did like was, the splits. Yeah, he did kind of the uh, the the uh, uh, drunken leg. Can't keep your uh, balance up there. Punch yeah, drunk thing. I thought that was pretty darn cool. That was great. I loved it. American Alpha capitalized on the Orton Wyatt miscommunication uh, and got the win. There was a line JBL used. He called Orton one of the great closers in WWE history. I did like that tagline from him. Um. But uh, that was just a little something I wanted to throw in there. American Alpha, where do you see this reign? Wyatt family, where do you see this going? I think it goes to the obvious split between Rand- the latter, at least, the split between no. Randy and, and Bray, probably at WrestleMania. Um, I think that's you think they're, in the, the, they're surely there in the Rumble, right? Those three? Yeah, they're in, the, they're, they're in there, and then something happens with miscommunication there, and that continues the feud to culminate at WrestleMania where, where Randy goes back to being a full face, um, American alpha. Um, I think they eventually get into a feud with a blood feud with the Usos. And I think the Usos probably end up taking the belts at some point, And then the American alpha ends up getting them back. And maybe you could bring up the revival after mania at a feud. Not a bad idea. We had, uh, Becky Lynch and Alexa, Backstage talking to Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan makes a steel cage title match. Do you think this will enhance or take away from the type of match that they work? Because we've seen it happen both ways with different sets of people. I think it'll probably take away. I'm going that way. I I, I think I'm not sure the two of them have had long enough matches and creative enough matches where they'll know how to do spots off of that cage with one another. Um, I think they may try and do too much, which may make it come off as sloppy. Um, I'm intrigued by it though. I, I think, I think it's a nice natural progression of the feud. I like that part of it. And I think, you know what? I'm not going to undersell it, but I'm not going to oversell it either. It, it's, it's something that it's another test for Alexa bliss more than out of the two of them. In my opinion. They speculated that maybe Eva Marie was La Luchadora, and Becky Lynch says, no, nah, she's way too vain for that. Uh, I, I had to catch up with this on this through a commercial. 
I was checking out Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. Ah. But I actually thought it was Eva Marie when I saw Becky's hair, and I was like, she's back! And I was a little disappointed, which should tell you about, I don't know. I don't think she's ever coming back. I think this is... Really? No, I don't. I think she's into her fashion line now. She started that. She's a businesswoman. I think this whole WWE thing is mostly running out time on the contract, to be honest with you. I'd be okay with that. I felt that that little gimmick that she had was good. I wish they would do that, bring her back, then pay it off by her getting beaten like within 10 seconds. Just cold cocked beat, write her off. Okay. I'm I'm fine with that too. If that's her swan song, I mean, and that's pretty much her legacy anyway, sure. Yeah. They forced another fucking Golden Globes reference into this. Oh, here no Meryl Streep. Oh, why? Wow. Because it has to be seen as culturally relevant, which automatically makes it irrelevant for any historical you think context. You're going to have Russian prostitutes pissing on beds next week. <laughs> this could be a Rusev bit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lana and Rusev oh. heading for the split. I see. Oh, oh no! I you right, know right. I again I. It's it's an edict from them that they have to have a cultural reference every week, and I think it just makes it. If you ever rewatch old episodes, those are the worst jokes they have because they just feel so stale at the time and forced. And you're like, why? Just go on with your lives, guys. I got a lot to say about the next match. Good. Carmella with James Ellsworth. She beat Thunder Kitty. Ellsworth helped Carmella win. I'm I'm liking the Carmella Ellsworth stuff. She is taking him on a shopping spree. And you can tell this was just one of those dumbass lines that was written, but I popped for it anyway. He goes, that would be great. I haven't bought a new suit since the time I was supposed to graduate high school. Was it high school or college? <laughs> it was high school. Okay. okay. I'm not and, uh, when Carmella said she had something for him, he used breath spray, which apparently is still a thing in 2017. And uh, instead of you know, gum or any, I, I guess people still do that. I didn't know that. I she like, did not kiss him. I like the dumb chemistry. I just wish they weren't playing up Ellsworth as so oblivious and such a mark for it that, that nobody can really buy into the fact that he'd really believe that in, in, in any case. If they had, if they tone it down just a bit, it'd be really, really fantastic. And in the, here's a reference for you of an old movie in the Patrick Dempsey can't buy me love sort of vein where, where the girl is using the nerdy guy and he thinks he's going to, Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm interested to see what the payoff is. I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to bring up someone new as Carmela's fella. That's the thing I'm, I'm wondering. Like a Tino Sabatelli. <laughs> oh, God. Or a Dolph Ziggler. You know what they're going to pay it off with probably is Jack Swagger. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? He's not doing anything. Sure. This match... Shit, man. Go to your rent. The floor is yours, Senator. All right. No disrespect to the woman herself. Thunder Kitty was fucking terrible. I mean, like, all-time bad performance. 
a lot of people are like, well, they needed to bring back squash matches. They need to bring back jobbers, enhancement talents. When your enhancement talents are people who have been wrestling for eight years, and this is how they look in the ring, and I saw a bunch of people blaming this on Carmella. Watch Thunder Kitty, how she gets into a damn ring, and then tell me that it's Carmella's fault. Oh, my God. I don't even, I, I don't know where to start. From your execution- pan- let me let me let me give give me a kind of a yardstick here to compare it to. Is it is it did you find it worse than either the match that Crazy Mary Dobson screwed up in NXT Ooh. or the Tessa Blanchard Alexa Bliss match, which didn't go off terribly well in NXT, or do you find it much worse than that? Well, those two seemed dangerous. This seemed inept. Okay. There was a little bit of a difference there. Like Mary Dobson, when she got reckless and Alexa Bliss got pissy and kind of beat the shit out of her a little bit, that was Dobson seeming a little reckless. And uh, actually, Rovert was like, go back and look at that match again. And this was like maybe eight months ago, and I was like, Jesus. It was even worse than I remembered. Uh, I don't much remember the other one, but um, – this was just complete ineptness from body language to everything. And they were clowning her hard on commentary. And I felt bad for her at first. But her gimmick is like world's oldest wrestler. I've seen her wrestle like one time before. It was against Kelly. Kelly Klein. It wasn't like – it wasn't that good. No, I saw, her, good. I saw her once in Shine, I think it was. And I just yeah, – you know, it's okay. I See, my problem was the commentary was so bad and so trying to bury her the whole time. I couldn't notice how inept the match was. So that's why I'm kind of depriving yeah, you on this. Watch her crawl in and out of the ring. Watch her miss spots, all that stuff. And I just thought it was really, really weird that people were blaming Carmella for this. And I'm like, I've never seen anybody take a reverse STO on their knee before. And that wasn't Carmella. Well, who are the sources of the people criticizing Carmella? Were they indie, indie workers? I don't know. I'm sure there will be a few. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people criticizing well, me for calling her out. I, I, there was somebody on Twitter that said, uh, Thunder Kitty deserved a better match than this. I'm like, I don't even know how to approach this shit because I don't know from what angle you're coming. Did she deserve a better quality of a match like in the ring? Well, that's on her. Did she deserve a better opponent? Because no, she didn't. Uh, did she deserve a better spot? Well, she's on prime time on USA Network on SmackDown, so no, she didn't. I think you're also, gonna find the, the the people who go onto her side on this will probably be her friends in the business. I'm, I'm, and I'm I mean, I, I'm not trying to pick on her personally. It's just this was a bad, bad, bad match. I'm I'm sure I'll get to people. Could you put it a better one? Could you put it a better one? I don't care. How's don't your chair? I know one thing. I know one thing. The point of kicking out is to get your fucking shoulders up, not to plant them further back onto the ground like what happened here. <laughs> you kick out, you sit up. You get your shoulders off the mat. This was bad. This was terrible. This was miserable. It mercifully ended with the code of silence, which is how I would like to treat this match moving forward. Do you feel better? Baron Corbin. Do you have it all out there? I, a little bit. I okay. mean, I, you know the types of people I'm talking about that yeah. are going to come after this. You know that. You know. Yeah, I know. Half of them will be in my DMs say, tell Sean Ross Sapp, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, I'm, oh, man. And tell him to unblock me. It was me. bad. 
<laughs> Maybe I cleared my block list the other day. Okay. I wonder how long that'll last. Cleared my mute list, then went right back and muted a person. It took me like, like that. One of those people that I'm like, you are a fan, you are not the worker type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Had to mute him. How long's your block list, Jeff? Not very much. I I, I, I tend to mute people who uh, put me on long lists of people you're adding. <laughs> if you're like adding like six people in one tweet, I'm just and keep doing it. I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't need to be copied on this <laughs> necessarily. But mine's not very long because usually I'll read something. If I don't like it, I'll just move on with my life. But you're, to mention. but you're a man who is verified, so you have far more people adding you for ver- for validation and, and self-esteem purposes, Sean Ross Sapp. I do. I actually, I legit had to change my Facebook name because... Oh, no. People were, people were adding me. Yeah. Uh, I did like one of those little fan page things that I rarely update. I didn't want to be that pretentious douchebag that has like shirts of him. You can go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Ross Sapp, but they're not Sean Ross Sapp shirts. They are Crack and Fight Team shirts. They are Catch's Catch Can Wrestling shirts. Hopefully soon, a Fightful shirt. I, on the but, other uh, hand, hope to be that pretentious guy that sells. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> you never know, man. Dream, dream. Dream, dream big. Dream. I just wanted to say uh, Rex King passed away, and his family started a GoFundMe to help with the funeral costs. The link is on my uh Twitter if you all want to go to it, but a guy by the name of Chris Jarrett. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Erko heard about it and immediately met the goal. Yeah, because um, when Chris was starting out, um, as I recall, the, the uh, Thrill Seekers and Smoky Mountain Wrestling were teamed up against uh, King and Dahl, who were known as Well Done in the WWE and, uh, and also in Smoky Mountain. And they basically, that was their, their feud for like the first three months of being in Smoky Mountain wrestling, as I recall. So yeah, I believe they had a fairly tight relationship, uh, at least in Chris's let early me, years of wrestling. Let me, let me circle back to this because you'll be a much better person to talk to about it than, than I would be, but okay. uh, we'll, we'll cover this main event first. Baron Corbin versus John Cena. I thought that Corbin had a pretty decent promo before the match. He started it off really well in my opinion it got it trailed off into his typical cadence but he started it out with a type of authority that i've not heard from him before i wish he would have stuck with that uh what'd you think about that in the aj interaction i i agreed i agree with exactly your your analysis is exactly what i was thinking i think it's probably due to the fact that later in the promo he was trying to remember his lines he had his emotion down for the first part of this thing because he knew his lines, had his lines down pat. Um, I liked AJ in, in the interaction, too. <laughs> Just do what I'd do. Beat up John Cena. I liked that. I liked that, that promo better than the John Cena promo earlier in the show, which that's, that's the John Cena I don't want to hear. That's the put upon, very close to putting on an accent that's not his, type of john yeah. cena 
that, that I just, oh, I find that John Cena grating. I do. The, the I'm here to entertain everybody, John Cena. It's like, oh, no, 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 no. I like intense John Cena. And that's why you do get people saying, oh, he's fake. He's fake. He's fake. Yeah, because yeah. he does do that fake stuff. Corbin dominated this match. It's a much different style than we've seen lately out of him because Cena is physically composed much differently than the Zigglers, the Kalistos. And uh, it was a much more, a much slower paced. Corbin uh, brawled a lot. Cena hit a tornado DDT. One of my favorite things about the match. Now, I love Mauro Ronaldo. I love him as an announcer. Boxing, kickboxing, MMA, wrestling. He incorrectly called a de- uh, sidewalk slam a deep six. Deep six. Oh, yeah. And AJ and- goes, AJ goes, I don't know about that. That was a sidewalk slam. But he did it in a way that didn't bury Mauro Ronaldo. But it seemed like Mauro took offense to it. It's not that Morrow took offense to it for me. It's the fact that JBL then came back on commentary and called it a modified deep six. So somebody, I think, was telling him to call it a deep six. That's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Because it yeah. was not a deep six in any no. way. No. It was uh, a sidewalk slam. And AJ Styles just played it off as, I know my opponents better than they know themselves. I know all their moves. I know what they're called. He, he was trying to He was trying to, he was trying to he was trying to save it, and and I think he's probably going to get yelled at by a producer, unfortunately, because if JBL's coming in and calling it a modified deep six, I think, oops, uh, we shouldn't have done that thing. I, I liked the match itself. I didn't like the story of the match. I thought, I thought Baron Corbin is far too much of a badass to keep getting distracted by AJ Styles that way, and I, I still don't believe they, they beat him clean that like that. I, I thought that was the most fascinating aspect of that match was that they beat Baron Corbin clean at this point in his career. AA pin Cena wins. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hmm. That is fascinating, especially since they were building up all these programs against big guys. It would seem on all the, di- across all the brands you had the bra- you had the Braun Strowman one, you have the Goldberg, uh, Brock won. You have Nia Jax now interjecting herself into the Raw women's title. Then you had Baron Corbin on the SmackDown one. So, and of course you have Shaq in the Big Show. So, that's that's interesting. That was SmackDown. Um, I thought it was an okay show. I did not agree with the Baron Corbin losing like that. Not clean. Uh, yeah. Not that's just. I mean, it could be it could be worse. It's Cena. So I mean, it could be. He ain't losing Ellsworth here. Let's put it this way: it's not the most angry, clean pin of the week for me so far. So I'm not. I'm willing to forgive it a bit. That would be. What, well, who does that go to? Bailey, on Raw, just getting oh, leg yeah. dropped and pinned. You're like, really? Okay, you're not even gonna cheat. You just cheat her down until she gets pinned. Great. She's been pinned quite a bit, though. Yes. Doesn't mean it's smart, especially if you're building her up as as the person who from your champ on the Royal Rumble, which isn't going to happen, but that's okay. If you all have any questions, uh, send them on the YouTube because the the website's being kind of wonky right now. Are you going to watch thoughts? this? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to ask your you memories. You... Oh, go. <laughs> Come on now, hold on. Your memories of one Rex King, also known as uh, Timothy Well of Well Done, because I don't really have any. So, 
I wasn't terrible. He was one of those. It's it's weird because it, it's made mention of in every Smoky Mountain retrospective you'll hear. They basically they were signed to WWF and they were one of those groups in kind of talent exchange. They got brought down to Smoky Mountain to help work with that territory at that time. And they're an old Memphis style team to me. You know these two kind of bigger guys, and and the problem was the style of wrestling was changing to a more high-flying, high-impact, quicker style. And they got teamed with the Thrill Seekers week after week after week on Smoky Mountain Television to the point where it almost got repetitive. And I don't think they gelled that much, but I do think, at least from reading interviews and listening to interviews, that Chris Jericho learned a whole lot from working with them. And I believe Lance Storm feels the same way. So I'm not going to knock it. It just it was a it was a styles clash for 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 that territory at the time in which things were changing between what people liked in their wrestling and what people were used to in their wrestling. It, it, it's very it's very much a precursor to then what would turn into ECW, so, so to speak. But but Smoky Mountain at that time was really. You know, it had one foot in the past and one foot trying to be in the future, and it couldn't really decide which foot it wanted to keep its weight on. But that that's my big memory right there of Well Done slash Doll and King. I know people who followed Memphis probably have better recollection, although they never really – I mean, they weren't, you know, they weren't the top-tier tag team. They are always kind of, you know, kind of your basically mid-card, solid guy type of tag team that you put your young up-and-comer white meat baby faces up against. And they'd have solid matches and make them look good. I have more memories of reading about them as the Southern Rockers than watching them as well done because I kept up with some wrestling as a child via the magazines. So, and unfortunately, even Scott Peterson, who was with them for a couple of years, he's gone. Uh, yeah. Steve Dahl's gone and now Rex King. Uh Unfortunate, all three and, of them taken much too early. And he was also involved in the CRT lawsuit, if I recall correctly, as well. So that's going to be interesting. We are asked if the brand split is a good idea so far. Um, I think if you're for SmackDown, yeah, definitely. Which I mean, I, I think. I think if, go ahead. Yeah, I think if you're on SmackDown, definitely. I think if you're a woman on SmackDown, definitely. I would have to agree. Also, if you are an NXT talent that is coming up, mm-hmm. I would generally say yes. Although with Apollo Crews, maybe not. There are a few exceptions. Jack Swagger's done nothing since he got moved over to the brand. Yeah. Apollo Crews has had flash. The nothing, the nothing that Swagger has done is more than what he was doing on Raw. That's that's very true, and and of course you have Kalisto who comes out and gets killed every week. Maybe Jack Swagger will have an in with TNA eventually, since he's got a friend there. <laughs> what do you think about that? What do I think about Jeff what? Swag- and Dutch. I'm a fan of Dutch. Um, Dutch was the guy running the uh, Smoky Mountain training program when I was intrigued in it um i think he's he has a lot of good creative ideas i don't think i think at this point it's so far gone nothing can save it and i think jeff jared's trying to save it to save his legacy i i don't think he's going to i think anthem 
think Anthem are going to put the final nail in the co- coffin, but they're going to they're going to give it the old college try. I mean, look, I think one of the one of the odd precursors. I mean, you got Drew Galloway's contract is up, and I'm fairly certain he'll probably, he may end up back in the Rumble. I think mm-hmm. uh, Mark Andrews getting getting plucked for this UK tournament is interesting. Um. This is their well, his third contract expired. Yeah, so. this is yeah, this is their third or fourth time at a first impression and they never push out anything that's necessarily noteworthy. That that's the problem. They never they never really generate any buzz other than this broken Matt Hardy deal. It's very true. They had a title change and nobody I have not seen one person talk about the title change that happened as a part of the spoilers, not not one person on social media. Apparently, apparently, for the observer feedback, not one person submitted anything about their pay per view on Friday. Wow, we covered it, and there was little to no reaction. And there's always like Alaskan Fighting Championship, you get a little something. It's weird. It's weird, uh, guys. Go check out Jason Kincaid's Pro Series article. It's under our exclusives, wrestling and then exclusives. Uh, it's called Wrestling in the Streets of Mexico for $42.26. <laughs> he is the man. Uh, so I, this TNA situation happened last week, and it caught I, – I published another article. Go over there to our wrestling exclusive section. You'll, you'll hear much of this. But it caught the talents off guard, but I had one – prominent wrestler messaged me as I'm getting the information and publishing it and says, glad you know things before me. And then they said, well, we almost expect this to happen before every taping, something to happen. Now I spoke to a lot of people, uh, employees, talents, people who are no longer there. And the consensus that I got was a pretty positive one. Uh, like the old college try, might as well try it out situation. It's not going to hurt any more than what's there. One person said, I'll believe Dixie doesn't have an influence when she's not associated at all, whether it be as a minority owner or with Anthem. I think that's my crux. I, I want to see, yeah. I want to see what it's like with Dixie not involved. I want you to prove it. I mean, I, I don't, <sighs> who's the guy that's head of creative now? It's uh, the former WWE guy. I can't remember his name. Producer. I don't know. Did Tough Enough as well. Oh, John Gaborik. John yeah. Gaborik. I don't have a lot of faith in him, per se, yeah. but Dixie. There's some Dixie, people that like him. A lot of the smart. former WWE guys like him, and a right. lot of the other ones don't like him. Right. I think they see him as competent of, of knowing how to run a big production house type of deal like WWE does. I just look, if, if this is what you're producing, okay, fine. I'm interested to see what happens without Dixie's fingerprints all over it. I just don't, I, I just think they're going to be going after Look, one of the problems I've always had with TNA is that they always seem to want to be WWE light instead of something of their own volition. And I don't think this solves that problem necessarily. I'll never forget ordering TNA Unbreakable 2005, and I watched that main event, and I was like, I'm not getting this shit in WWE. (laughs) I am not getting AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels versus Samoa Joe in the WWE, especially at that point when they're rolling with like Kenzo Suzuki and Luther Reigns and 
people like that. Hardcore Holly versus Billy Gunn on pay-per-view shows. Look, the two Bound for Glories I went to were fun. I, I, yeah. I liked those. I mean, I liked the tag team division way back in the day when it was like Triple X versus America's Most Wanted. I think that was great. And they had a strong tag team division. The best thing they ever did was had the knockouts division built up very, very strong, and then they never really cashed in on it. So, I mean, they've had chances. It, it, devolved, it devolved into sneak attacks and backstage fights all the time mm-hmm. with their knockouts division. Jarrett, obviously, he's been in talks with Anthem for over a month. Uh, I did that thing. Uh, I had reached out to him for a comment on the story. Gosh, who was it that I had always seen making those tweets about Jeff Jarrett guitars? And I was like, I want to investigate this. I need to – I'll find the the article that way I can give him credit. But I reached out to him for a comment in like late November, early December – and he was like, I, I'm not doing media interviews right now. And I was like, that's weird because Jeff has always, oh, you yeah. need a comment, I'll give you a comment. He's he's a salesman. That's what he is. I mean, he sells fucking gold. Always but, been nice to Rob also. So, I mean, he's always, He's yeah. a good dude. He is a very, very good dude that will give you what you need. And mm-hmm. he was like, not doing media. And I was like, that's weird. That's super weird. So I suspected something was up. I didn't know it would be to this degree. They call him a consultant. Uh, it's a little more than that. Because I had uh, – let me pull this text. You saw who was back, right? Now, this is 12 hours after I had reported it, but yes, I did. And he goes, it's more than what people are saying. So, I mean, I don't know. And obviously, like people are going to ask me to uh, prod Shane about it. I, I don't ask people who work for us or work with us stuff like that. I'll ask them for public comments on the air, but I think it's a conflict of interest if I prod them behind the scenes. Also, Shane is all too happy to say, fuck off for a week to me. <laughs> he, he would love to say that. Hey, guys, we're doing uh, UK tournament coverage Saturday, Sunday. I was going to ask about that. Come check that out, guys. I don't know shit about it. I've been so swamped. Yeah, with this split. I've kind of looked at. I mean, there's a few names that you know, at least one retread. But it looks like they're going to be given the push to this Jordan Devlin kid who was trained the by Finn protege. Balor, the Balor protege. I think, he, according to the pre-show video, it seems like he's going to be the guy that uh, that they get behind to be the number one baby. I find it interesting that they want to make it a. For lack of a better term, they're hoping for a touring show. I think in the UK with these guys, I, I, I'll be interested to see the creative. I don't know. You know, it, it's fascinating when they're doing it and how quickly they've put this all together. And that's running a weekend where unless you're the hardest of hardcore wrestling fans, you're probably not going to watch it live because football is going to be going on American football, at least for the foot. So maybe it is just for the Euro crowd. I just, mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, heard that they wanted that the plan for 205 is to try to make it its own touring brand i just don't see that happening either so, hell no so maybe 100 people per show yeah i mean unless they, they start running in american legion halls <laughs> trying to take the pwg crowd i don't see that happening i think it's 
I think they're trying to push something that hasn't naturally occurred yet in terms of a fan base, and they're going to need to cultivate this a bit more. I'm interested to see what they do with the tournament, but just a tournament for its own sake to tell a story for a title that really doesn't mean too much right now, it's it's going to be a hit or miss proposition, I think, and especially you know with with a, a lot of guys that a lot of guys don't know. That's you know. One more round of plugs before we talk about our last topic. I have uh, my SmackDown and Raw features that go up after or the morning after 8 a.m. Eastern. Uh, check out Most Ridiculous with Anna Bauer, one of my favorite video segments, uh, period, like in wrestling. I think she does it a lot better than, than many do. Uh, she puts in a lot of work for those. Go check those out. Uh, they are at the top. You'll see our little scrolling bar of features at the top. We're having some issues with that. It'll be fixed. I did a feature about The Miz, why I hate him so much, and how good he is because he's very good. Also, I did a feature yesterday about WWE getting Roman Reigns over at the expense of everyone. As always, Brandon Howard's putting out a lot of great stuff. He has a great uh, piece about New Japan coming out tomorrow. Also, UFC Fight Night 103 coverage this Sunday, not Saturday, it's Sunday. BJ Penn returns against Yair Rodriguez. Come hang out in our live discussion area. Uh, if you have a Discuss account, you can come and chat, talk some trash. You can do that for Raw, SmackDown, TNA, NXT, Lucha Underground. All those. All of them. Uh, I reported today, Access is really like, they're cutting it close with these uh, Wrestle Kingdom things. They got... Jim Ross and Barnett in there today to produce a show that is going to happen Friday. Uh, they also released the schedule Omega versus Okada. That's going to be happening Friday on access TV. So if you all haven't gotten a chance to see that. It's fantastic. Go watch. I would it. highly. Encourage. Yes. Yes. The last four matches of that card were each different styles and each individually really, really good matches. I thought. Kashida is one of my favorite workers in the world. Maybe ever. I think he's one of my favorite workers ever because I am a, a catch wrestling guy and I love the use of the double wrist lock that he just owns. Omega Okada immediately was my favorite match of all time. I love, I just love the hard hitting of the Goto Shibata match. I, I did. I thought that was <laughs> not my cup of tea, but I'm going to watch it over again when it's not six in the morning and right. see how much I like it because I'm, I'm willing to do that. Uh, you guys got to check that out. Now, Jeff, I am the greatest wrestling podcaster in America. This was voted on. Voted on, Jeff. Wasn't ha- it wasn't hacked by the Russians, huh? It wasn't. Okay, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I would go as far as to say I am a six-star wrestling podcaster. <laughs> oh, don't do this. But... <laughs> Alex asked a very interesting question. Oh, Mr. Raw, Alex? Yeah. What does a five and a half star match look like? And wouldn't it be considered an insult to get five and a half stars, even though that's better than five stars? Probably now, but I mean, like, they've... Dave, who we're talking about Dave Meltzer's star rating system here. He did, he has given five star plus ratings before. Cause there's one at least that yes. I've watched, which was during the uh, steamboat flare matches in 89. One that uh, what happened at a house show in Baltimore that you can find on fan cam on, I think 
Daily Motion has it out there, but he called that one better out. than five. Called that one better than five stars. I mean, he has done this before. I I think this is an era of recency thing. I mean, because you go back and you watch some of the things that you've. I mean, he's in the moment. He it's a hot take type of thing. He calls it six stars. I think we're gonna go back in a few years. I it's a very good match. I'm not sure that five stars is gonna hold up necessarily. I think it, it was immediately my favorite match ever. Oh, it was oh, oh ever. Okay, ever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. It was. I I loved. I liked it more than any match I've ever seen in my life. I liked it a whole lot. I'm. I just. I'm. I'm still. Pro- I'm not a snowflakes guy. I'm. A, I liked it. I didn't like it. Type of <laughs> yeah. thing. And I don't. You know. Well, you need this for comparisons. I'm like. I. You know what? I can like chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> I don't need to yeah. pick between the two. But what do you Somebody, like more? Somebody says I think Meltzer only gave that match six stars to get him get more attention on himself, not because he thinks it's the greatest match of all time. Ah. I wouldn't. Look, I mean, when, hey, when he, he when he, when he, he did he, it worked. When he gets geeked but, on something, he gets geeked on something. I, I wouldn't say he's trying to put himself over necessarily. I, I don't think he was doing that either. But uh, if he did, it worked because you cycle through my phone right now. I have no less than a half a dozen texts from people in wrestling making six star jokes. Oh yeah, no, everybody's made a six star. I'll be star like, joke. I'll I'll send him a message. Hey, I liked your match. And one person said, it's no six stars, but it was good. And I'm like, okay. All right. Dave has Somebody his biases. My... He, love, he, love, he, loves, he loves Wrestle Kingdom. He loves New Japan. And he loves PWG. So, yeah. I mean, that's Somebody asked my opinion on Dave Meltzer. I think he's the godfather of wrestling news. Not the best technical writer, but I don't think he would ever accuse himself of being such. And if you were going to ask me, I like him, his news reporting. His analysis sometimes goes into his biases. Yeah. yeah, if if it were me, and hey, I ain't running that newsletter, I would separate news and opinion. I would I have a Meltzer's analysis there because far too often – I should really talk about this on the show with Jimmy Van instead. That's supposed to be the question where you all can ask us about journalism and asking us about Fightful, but I think far too often his analysis gets reported as news. And that's yes. not always the case. And he is quick to tell you that that's not the case. Also, he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like criticism of his analysis, which is very no, he doesn't. <laughs> and who does? Who does? I don't either. But there's a difference between constructive and just douchebaggery. And a lot of people blame him for stuff that he didn't say, that he didn't report. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it's 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 nuts. Somebody says I need to grow my hair long. My hair is like cat hair. It doesn't look good long. Also, I have a widow's peak here, so the longer I grow it, the less hair that I look like I have. So that ain't happening. I don't have hair. I'm back <laughs> tomorrow with Jimmy Van. Jeff, you don't have your lower third because Google sucks. Mm-hmm. Ask JV how much SRS makes. Mm. Ask... Do it, and maybe you all will feel bad and encourage him to pay me more, even though he pays me very well. And then I get a trickle-down. That'll be great. That's right. Trickle-down economics working here for Fightful. Tell the people where they can find you, Jeff. 
You can find me on the Twitterverse at crepgame 13 all one word. Uh, you can follow my other show uh, with Rob McCarron, who used to do the raw, raw reviews over here, at Shake Them Ropes, all one word. This week, we're going to be going over the UK tournament. Raw, SmackDown, any news he feels like doing. And our top 100 match to see before you die on the WWE Network, The Ultimate Warrior versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania 8, I believe it is. Um, You get to watch somebody no-sell five straight flying elbow drops. That was a rib on Hogan. I'm fairly positive of that because they they did the four elbows on Hogan and he kicked out at that one match between the two of them. I think this was just a rib on Hogan to piss him off. If If my memory serves me correctly... Rob is the former greatest wrestling podcaster in America before I unseated him. Uh, you see what I do. I make you all look so good that you are the favorite podcaster oh, in America because well, you know. my, my ineptness bleeds through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what time the Jimmy Van show is, guys. Uh, I'll keep you up to date on the information at Fightful uh, Online right down there. Hey, guys, send at Sean Ross Sapp. Your ideas for topics that you want me and Shane Helms to cover. Preferably something he's had to do with. Or uh, something that he can lend some some expertise in. We've covered gimmick matches. We've covered the Royal Rumble. We, we're going to tackle a lot of things like that where we can really go uh, in depth. I have one for you, if you could. Okay. Um, ask him if he preferred the more cartoony style of the WWE or the more straight-ahead series athletic version of WCW that he was in, even though he was in a, he was in that three count gimmick, which wasn't the most serious gimmick in it, but WCW was still, still had a bastion of that old Southern style federation, or does he just kind of prefer the camp of WWE? Well, I know somebody who doesn't prefer camp WWE and that's Matt Riddle. (laughs) Go to our YouTube yesterday (laughs) and watch Matt Riddle going off. On Camp WWE. That was one of my favorite. Hey, you know what? If that unseats Alex in the 2017 voting for podcast moment of the year, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, Alex, you got to think of another promo to cut on me. I don't want those anymore. Still still mad about that. I I hate that he wears the fingerless gloves. Oh, yeah. Anyway, let's just bury Alex for a couple minutes while we're killing time. No, let's not. <laughs> no, I, I need him to work. I need him to do his job. <laughs> Listen, I'm swamped now with with an associate editor and a full time MMA writer. You can't believe how swamped I was before I had those two things. It was insane. And you and pay- now I got to produce. I got to produce five more shows a week. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the it's the it's the good kind of busy, as we like to call it. I guess. Hey, those those. The direct deposit keeps hitting. Guys, Fightful.com. We're out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.